Hey, Mary. You doing okay? You look a little... I'm... I'm okay, Jess. Just these long hours getting to me, you know? Well, don't work too hard. You know what the old man says. We're all replaceable. Not everyone. Hmm? Sorry, love. I didn't hear... It's nothing. I'm alright, Jess. Really. I'll... I'll be back in a minute. Alright, girl. See you out there. Oh, yes. You certainly will. Mary Loring Pierce has decided that today will be a very important day. Perhaps the fourth most important day of her life. There was the day Tessa was born. The day Mary met Robert. The day both Tessa and Robert died. And now, today. The day she would go to meet them. The day she, too, would die. But I'm taking you with me, Jensen. One dose. One single, solitary green pill. She's prepared for this. Put everything in order. All that's left is to choke it down and put the goddamn scales back into balance. So really, that's the key, right? You have to be ruthless, Steve. I'm a buck sixty. I'm... I'm not cut out for being ruthless. I'm just good with numbers. Numbers run everything, Steve. If you're good with numbers, then there is nothing, and I'm telling you, nothing stopping you from being a god amongst men. God, huh? Maybe if we lived in a world where there weren't costumed characters zipping through the sky all the time, Jensen. But, you know. <laughs> Those are not gods, Steve. They're showy narcissist delusions of grandeur who got lucky in the wake of a weather event. None of them have any real power. Not really. Not like us. I'd love to see you go up to one of them and say that to their face. Tell Apex he doesn't have any real power. That'd be real funny, Jensen. <laughs> Apex is a joke. And a fraud. I'm telling you, stuffed shirts. All of them. You ever meet him? Sure. Long time ago. Let me tell you, he's not so tough. Whatever you say. Just go ask her out, doofus. Find that ravenous small animal inside of you and go for what you want. That sounds kind of misogynistic. I hope so, Steve. I hope so. Just stop selling yourself short. Okay, I mean, you are short. But you need to find that impotent rage inside of you. You just need a... Take it. Is it getting cold in here? The air conditioning must be on the fritz again. Jensen, stop being so weird, alright? You're scaring the poor guy. No, I... I'm... Fine, Jess. Really. He's fine. He's fine, Jess. Really? Go get her, pussy. I... I really don't think... Do I have to make you, Steve? W wait, what? Hey, wait. Guys, this... This feels weird, right? Uh, what do you mean? No, it's... It's way too cold in here. She's right. This... Oh! Oh my god! As the office looks on an alarm, crystalline tendrils of ice start creeping up from the main hall, spreading rapidly across the walls. Are... Are the pipes... freezing? What? No. No way. This 
Where's this cape shit? Everybody look out for it! Now there come metallic shrieks, followed by bursts of steel and drywall, as massive ice spikes begin to rip forth from within the walls. Jesus Christ! No way. No way. No way. As the building starts to break apart, giving way to further wintry destruction, staff start to run, succumbing to terrified yells as they hurtle frantically to the nearest exit, only to find that it will not budge. It's so cold to the touch that it burns, and it seems the doors are immobile. As more ice appears throughout, it becomes obvious what the problem is. The doors are frozen over. No! Oh. Stay calm, god damn it. Stay calm. Everyone. Bunch of babies, all of you. Apex Shadow. Episode 7. The View from Above. Featuring the voices of Star Lee, Joseph Boslinski, Loretta Chang. Christopher Bush, Eve E., Lee Murray, Jamie Martinez, Olivia Marsh, Ellis Petrell, Alex Furness, Alexandria Hudson, Akiva Vita, Jeremy Tucker, Hannah Close, Rachel Schumacher, Taylor, Sarah Jacqueline, and Christopher Z. Written and directed by Joseph Boslinski, with production and sound design by Christopher Z. Jack stares into the lengthening afternoon shadows, trying to find fragments of another time within them. His breathing slows, his muscles relax, and he does all he can to let himself drift. The shadows envelop his vision, form a curtain over the present moment. He lets go of everything, and finds himself back where he so desperately wants to be. Good morning. Claire's hair spills across the pillow like sunlight. It's been years now, and he's still not tired of it. How could he ever be? Hey, you. Whatcha doing? Looking at you. <laughs> Go back to bed, you dork. <laughs> Listen, I, I wish I could, all right? But but do you know how uh, how pretty you look right now? Mm, no, I don't. Hey. Hey, guess what? I have a great idea. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's just stay in bed all day. And you can tell me. Oh, that's... You know, that's a very good idea, actually. I, I'm a fan of that one. I thought you would be. <laughs> I've even prepared some romantic haiku. <laughs> it's gonna take me a while to get through all of them, though. <laughs> I did say all day, to be fair. You've really thought this through. <laughs> um, except for one thing. Oh? What's that? I think you forgot what today is. What's... Wait. What's today supposed to... Oh. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Pan 
pancakes! Sophie Dobson hurdles her small frame through the air, giggling with delight, diving into her parents' bed with a reckless abandon. Pancakes, 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 pancakes! <laughs> pancakes? What on earth are you talking about, miss? Who said anything about pancakes? Ma, don't lie. It's supposed to be pancake day. Don't you remember? Pancake day? What? Who said that? Honey, did you know about this? Pancake day? I don't know. That sounds made up. Pancake day? Uh... Yes, Daddy. It's pancake day. You said. I did? That does sound like you. <laughs> you know what? It really does. Uh, mm. All right. Sophie. Yes? Guess what we're going to do. Make pancakes? No, first you're going to say good morning to Mommy and Daddy. Good morning. I don't know. How, how was that, do you think? I'm not quite feeling the love on that one. Once more with feeling. Mom! Come on. Work with me here. Good morning. Good morning. I think that passes muster. I agree. All right, kiddo. Now, do you know what we're going to do? Make pancakes? We're going to make so many pancakes. Incredible strength and agility take him from bed in a flush, and he scoops a <laughs> cackling Sophie up into his arms. Better keep up, Mom. <laughs> How am I supposed to ever keep up with the two of you? Especially on Pancake Day. Yeah, this is true. We are unstoppable, isn't that right? Yeah. How many pancakes can you eat? A thousand. A thousand? Yeah. Well, that's enough for your mom and I. What are you going to eat? Dad. I'm serious, kid. I never joke about Pancake Day. Fine. Two thousand. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. His daughter's laughter carries him through the house into the kitchen, and then out of the memory. Jack blinks back tears, and the shadows are now what they always were. Except now, there's a gun in his hand. The gun. One among an arsenal, but significant all the same. It kills false gods. And now, here, alone in the dark with nothing but painful memories for company. He considers turning it on himself. Again. God damn it. He opts for a phone call instead, on a secure line. Let's the voice modulator do its work. I love you, boss, but do you have any idea what time it is? I'm late. You are taciturn as ever. Late, early, who fucking knows? Time isn't real. What do you need? Hypothetical for you. I'm game? Shoot. You have a near invulnerable target. Tough as anything the world's ever seen. Ooh, I love a challenge. Keep talking. Target is highly adaptable. If you try to kill the target and fail, there's a chance you'll leave them even stronger in the aftermath. This is getting pretty specific. Who are we talking about here? This, this doesn't sound very hyper- How would you do it? Do what? Kill the nigh-unkillable. Jack looks down at the gun again. Keenan takes a minute to think. The moments in between are still. I mean... Uh, Alright. So the problem is that we don't know what'll kill him, and if we fuck up, we make things even harder on ourselves. Exactly. Do they still gotta breathe? 
Target goes into an intense coma when asphyxiated to the point of death. Retains oxygen reflexively through some sort of survival mechanism. Ooh, psychic attacks? I'm not psychic, are you? Fuck no, I wish. But, I don't know, turn their brain off, I guess. Flick the switch, goodnight sweet prince, you know? Target is exceptionally resistant psychic to- Psychic attacks, sure, I get it. Worth a shot. Who are we going after? Who's the unkillable asshole? Were it not for Jack's enhanced strength, the gun would feel unbearably heavy in his hand. And even so, sometimes, it still does. What's your plan C? Fuck, I have to have a plan C? Hypothetically. Holy shit, I think you just made a joke. Um, <clears throat> shit, alright. I guess... There's a long and heavy silence over the line that stretches on like a garrote around the neck of the waning hours, until... So? Don't fucking kill him, would be my first thought. Are you going soft on me, Keenan? Nah, fuck them all straight out of the sky like God with the capital G sort them out. But I'm talking pragmatism here. Focus on trapping them instead. Seal them away in a vault or whatever. Plunge said vault into the heart of the ocean. No. They've gotta go. Boss? Forgive me, Keenan. I... He shakes his head, tries to gather himself. I'll be in touch. God damn it. He stares into the black again, watches the shadows crawl across the walls. His body feels weightless, like he's drifting apart from himself. He carries on like this for some time, until another call rips him clear of the shadows and reality reclaims him. Shit. Sunlight, streaming in through the window. He lost himself again. He tries to shake the cobwebs free, checks the caller ID. Good morning, Madison. Jack. Sorry for waking you. No, it's it's fine. I, I was, um... <clears throat> I was practically up already. I... I hate to bother you on your day off, but we have a situation. What's going on? Turn on your TV. What channel? Doesn't matter. You'll find it. Has been encased almost entirely in ice. Buoy so far have been unable to engage, and it's estimated that hundreds of lives may be at risk. Jesus Christ. We've been requested on site. For something this big? I have complete faith in you. Gee, thanks. <laughs> Alright, let me just, uh... I'm on my way. No need. I think your ride's about to pull up. Up and at him, Gandhi. I need you. Case in point. Just a minute, Kate. Hey, everything alright, boss? You sound, um... I don't know. There's something in your voice. I'll be fine. Go do what you can with this. Let me know if there's anything you need. Yeah. All right. I'm gone. Good morning, Kate. It's after three. Wait, what? Jack blinks. He hears a child giggling and feels summer on his skin. Sorry. Uh, right. Uh, good afternoon, I guess. Not for the people in that building, that's for sure. Come on. Right behind you. She wanted Jess and Steve here with her. She wanted them to know. If nothing else, she knows she can convince them. If that's all she gets from this terrible day before the chill inside overtakes her, then it will at least be a small comfort. She's scaring them, she knows that. She certainly can't blame them. 
Her skin has turned blue with cold. The hair on her body has turned to crystals, breaking off from her piece by piece. Ice has started to pierce up from her bones, out through her skin, and ragged chunks coated in flash-frozen blood and tissue. Much of her clothing has been shredded, though modesty is the very least of her concerns. And the last time she saw her eyes, they were glowing a terrible, brilliant white. She knows that she looks like a monster. She knows she's behaving like one. But when she breathes, it's like there's an arctic storm inside of her. She can feel ice in her veins, sharp shards tearing at her insides. If everything beneath her flesh were not so terribly, unbearably cold, she's not sure what would be coming out of. It does not bear thinking about, but regardless, she does not have time to spare their feelings, their comfort. Not when there are more important things than her own miserable, worthless life at stake. M Mary? Oh my god! What did you do? Mary, please. Please, girl, this isn't you. Please don't. Just... Let us go, Mary. Okay. We're... We're supposed to be friends. We... Please. Mary speaks, and her voice is as consumed by raging winter as the rest of her. Of course you're friends, Steve. That's why you're here. You have to know. You have to see. See? See what, Mary? What? Why are you doing this? What could you possibly- You have to see him. She points a long blue finger at Jensen, who has so far done nothing but glare at her. An impossibly long, sharp-looking icicle forms rapidly from the tip of Mary's finger, and lances its way angrily across the room, the point stopping just short of Jensen's right eye. Oh man, would you look at this? Would you look at this shit? Another woman obsessed with me. You, you're all the same, you crazy bitches. Jensen, stop! Jesus, dude, what's wrong with you? Fuck off. What the hell do you want with me? A miniature blizzard begins to form at Mary's feet, rising up in a furious volume of snow, ice, and rain. Her feet leave the ground and she starts to float forward, towards Jensen, who has to slip to the side to avoid being skewered. Fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Mary, wait! Still, Jensen doesn't yield or cower. He straightens his jacket, then raises his chin defiantly, locking eyes with her. I want you to die, Jensen. But, but not before you admit who you are and what you did. I've got less than no idea what you're fucking on about, Mary. I don't think that's true. Annihilator. As Kate barrels her way through the midday traffic, screaming her lungs out at hapless drivers refusing to yield as she careens through the city, Jack stares pensively out the window. Hey, you with me over there? Yeah, sorry. Uh, so what's, what's the real story on this one? What are we walking into? Mary Loring Pierce, 36 years old. 
Works as a data analyst over at Lansing Consulting. Came into work today, dropped some fly high in the bathroom, started turning the inside of the place into a deadly winter wonderland. Well, if she's taking fly high, she must be desperate. That stuff kills more than half its users on the first taste. Well, the people who managed to escape said she was screaming about how people have to know while turning everything she touched to ice. So, yeah, figure there's more at stake here than her getting passed over for a promotion. Hold on. Boys, what's it looking like? It's a fucking mess down here, KDK. Ramirez is here with his team. They're locking us out. Are you fucking kidding me? Mayor Marlowe's orders. They're trying to find a way to come up through the sewer system. Through the foundation, back up into the building. They're prepped for war, Katie. It's gonna be a fucking massacre. Not if I can help it. I'm with Jack. I'm five minutes out. What can we do? What do we know about this woman? What does she want? Not sure, but I've got a guess. I'll take it. Looked her up. Her family was slaughtered a couple years back. Her husband was a cape. Superhero. Gale Force. Wait, the wind guy? With the blue shoulder pads? Yep, that's the one. Someone broke in, fucking melted the guy. Like, you know, like with acid. They... They did a kid, too. She was just lucky she wasn't home. Fuck me. Jesus. My god. Yeah, Detective Keller was on that one. He still talks about it. We ever get anybody for it? No, but everybody thinks it was the Annihilator. The whole melting thing was his M.O., and he and Gale Force fought each other a whole bunch of times, so maybe, you know... Guy's work followed him home. Looks like. Since then... Four ladies brought in three prior complaints, accusing different men of being the Annihilator. Each one's been followed up and ruled unfounded. They've stopped listening to her. I'm getting the picture and I fucking hate it. Alright, keep Ramirez and his soldier boys at bay for as long as you can. We're almost there. Copy that. I fucking hate it here. She's been looking for justice for a long time. Looks like it's pushed her over the edge. Yeah, well, I get it. But she's endangering hundreds of other people, not to mention diverting a shit ton of resources away from whatever other insanity might be going on in this city. I... understand, Kate. Jack looks out at the city again, at the buildings rushing by. For a moment, in his mind's eye, the skies are red and filled with nightmarish machines from somewhere unknowable. He tastes blood in his throat from screaming himself raw. Everything, everywhere, is on fire. Everything is dying. That kind of pain makes you do crazy things. How do you manage it? Well, it's, you know, it's not the same. Claire and Sophie, um, it was an accident. But still, aren't you, you know, don't you get angry? Sometimes. What do you do with that, you know, to... To keep myself going? Yeah. Whatever I have to, okay? Whatever I have to. The pain is beyond excruciating. She drove the shards of ice deep into Jensen's shoulders, pinning him to the wall of the conference room. No blood. The wounds are chilled so deeply, it's holding back the flood. But Jensen keeps thinking about permanent nerve damage, or worse, especially as her sanity flees further from her, and she gives him a grin that's the coldest damn thing in this frigid space. Tell them who you are, Jensen. Tell them.
tell them what you did. Blue liquid pools from the corners of her lips. Fuck you! I'm not this... this annihilator, you crazy bitch! Jesus fucking Christ! What makes you think you can do this to me? Huh? The fuck is the matter with you? What gives you the right? You did, Jensen. Five years ago, you gave me the right. When you followed my husband home, turned that good, loving man into sludge on my living room floor. When you did the same to my son. He was nine, Jensen. He was just a little boy, and you did that to him. Steve didn't think the room could get any colder, but now he sees how wrong he was. Winter stirs at his friend's feet once more, and he feels the blood in his veins become a frozen lake. Jensen! Jensen! Man, just give her what she wants! What the fuck? He gives Mary a grin of his own, comprising obnoxiously perfect teeth and a predatory malice. Kill me, if that's what you want. But I'll never confess to some, some heinous fucking shit that I did not do. You can fuck right off and die if you think that's what's gonna happen. He regards the things coming out of her, the way she's shivering now, in the grip of her own cold, the way her breaths are coming raspier still. Looks like we don't even have to wait that long. What do you think? Don't you two worry. This psycho druggie's on her way out. Jensen, stop! Mary, Mary, let him go, honey. Please. He's an ass. He's not worth it. Let's just, let's just get you help. We can still fix this. Nothing left to fix, Jess. Just him. Only him. People get Lieutenant Ramirez wrong all the time. It's not that he hates the capes in any specific or prejudicial sort of way. Keep those people back, you hear me? Donnie, tell me you have eyes in there. We can't be going in fucking blind. It's just that when you're a regular flesh and blood human, going up against wannabe gods with acidic piss and fireball hemorrhoids or whatever the fuck it happens to be that particular week, you have to be hard. You have to be a goddamn bulwark. No compromises. No half measures. One wrong move, and everybody fucking dies. You making that face right now where you're jerking yourself off in your own head. I can tell. Oh, fuck off, Morgan. We're working here. I thought I told you to get back. Ramirez doesn't even look at him. He continues swiping agitatedly at his tablet. Morgan can swear he sees the gray in the man's temples spreading in real time. It brings him no small amount of satisfaction. No, no, you did. And then I told you to blow me. (laughs) Right, that was it. There's a reason you never made the tea, man. Yeah, the reason being that you offered me a spot and I told you, you know, once again, to blow me. I'm sensing a theme here. Oh, yeah, we're old pals. We go way back. Sergeant Travis approaches the men now, 
Rigged up with a gun so goddamn huge it would have to be called a cannon. Travis is very tall and very muscular, but all the same, Morgan's not sure how she's managing it. He's not wrong. Hey, Billy. Monique, what the fuck does that thing fire? Actual tanks? Latest anti-material platform from Martech. Kinda needed to punch through this freak's ice wall if we can't get through the foundation safely. Jesus Christ. I can't even lie to you, Billy. I'm really fucking hoping I get to whip this baby bellow. I'm so relieved to know that our mayor is still making guns that can vaporize entire neighborhoods, and then handing them out to his personal army. I feel incredibly protected and served. I'm sorry, who the fuck are you again? That's my partner, Monique. Yeah, well, tell your partner to get back behind the fucking cars. He can take you with him. I'm sensing you don't like me very much, Lieutenant Ramirez. Good. I was worried I was being too fucking subtle. Donnie, where the fuck are we at? Nobody takes that tone with Kinsey but me. Ramirez doesn't hear Kavanaugh and her friend approach behind him. But the smell of her cigarettes and the distinctive crunch of her boots on the asphalt bloom a headache behind his eyes. He thought this was already a clusterfuck of a day. In truth, it's only just started. No, no, oh, no, 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 uh uh. This is not why the fuck you are here, Kavanaugh. Katie Kay, welcome to the party. Morgan, hey. Look, I'm just here to spoil your fun, Ramirez. Thought it'd be fun to keep the body count nice and low for once. Bitch, where the hell do you get off? Well, see, usually at home, with the lights down low, little smooth jazz. Get the fuck out of my seat. No can do. I'm his escort. And who the fuck is this? <clears throat> hey, Lieutenant. Uh, Jack Dobson. Caliber and services. I'm here to help. Cool. Great. Don't need you. Get back behind the fucking line. Lieutenant, I'm here at Donahue's request. And we don't answer to Donahue, pretty boy. We're way above his pay grade. So why don't you clear off before I fucking eat you? Hey! In a flash, the two women are standing inches from one another, the huge rifle the only thing separating them. Talk to him that way again, and this will be a whole new crime scene. Don't threaten me with a good time, Katie. <laughs> you want to push me? Hmm. I have a few different ideas about what I want to do, actually. Ugh. Jesus Christ. We should break him up. I wouldn't, personally. Yeah. Too dangerous. And entertaining. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get, uh, out of the way. Uh, you folks just, uh, let me know when there's a plan. He fades back, practically hiding behind Morgan and Kinsey. Whether you use the charges of the goddamn superweapon doesn't matter. People are gonna die. Yeah, thanks, princess. Like I did fucking know that. You know what could be happening to them in there? We got No, I don't know. And neither do you. So rushing in blind and hoping for the best is idiotic. Okay, you know what, Kavanaugh? I've been patient enough with you. This is it. You take your little boy band here and you get the fuck back or I'm gonna make a call to Marlo's office and I'll have your badge hanging on my bathroom wall within the week. Kate feels her fists balling up, her jaw clenching. She opens her mouth to protest because fuck Ramirez and fuck Travis and fuck the goddamn mayor and his nonsense. But then... Excuse me for a second. She checks the caller ID. Jack? What the hell? Hey, what's up? 
Southwest corner. There's a break in the ice wall. It'll be a tight fit, but we should be able to squeeze through. Seriously? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm looking right at it. Okay. All right, hold on. All right, you jack-offs. I've got real police work to do. Have fun storming the castle, boys. What the fuck are you on about? I swear to fucking... No one gets my movie references. I live a cursed life. She hurries away from them, navigating her way through the chaos that is this nightmare of a crime scene until she's able to find her way to Jack. We locked out. The ice wall across one of the side entrances has been broken up significantly. Huge shards of impossibly solid ice lay on the ground, feeling even more uncanny somehow, now that they're apart from the larger hole. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, did one of the teams try breaching this way earlier? No. If Ramirez knew about this, he'd be all over it. How the hell did he... You know what? Doesn't matter. Get behind me, alright? Kate raises her weapon and places her hand on the door. Got it. Jack could have broken through the ice on his own, with his bare hands, given enough time. But prying eyes and the urgency of the situation called for a more subtle approach. High-frequency sonic emitters. They're versatile little wonders, let me tell you. Burst some fuckers' eardrums, fuck with surveillance, break apart surfaces. You tune them the right way, boss, they'll be the gift that keeps on giving. I need to give her a raise. Hmm? I said it's been a hell of a day. Yeah, ain't that the truth. Just stay close and stay ready. It's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. They work their way inside, into a long hallway that's been consumed with ice. Jesus. If Kid Me could see this shit, it's like a nightmare winter wonderland. It would be kind of beautiful if it weren't for all the... Oh. Oh, no. What? What is it? Jack gestures solemnly to the ice again. Look closer. Why? What? Oh, fuck no. There are at least a near dozen in this corridor alone. People trapped, literally frozen in terror, encased in thick, impenetrable ice. They have to be long dead now. Unwilling sculptures. Part of the office decor. Hold on, hold on, maybe we can... She punches fiercely at her phone. In a moment, she hears a familiar voice in her ear. How's it looking down there, Kate? Bad. I've got at least ten civilians here completely encased in ice. Deep freeze, foot and a half thick bullshit. Oh, no. Afraid so. Is there anything we can do for them? If it's as severe as you say, then no, Kate. I'm sorry. These people are lost. Frozen that completely, that deeply, for this long. Even if their insides weren't frozen solid along with the rest, they'd still need to breathe. This long without oxygen? Fuck. I'm sorry. This is horrible. What can I do to help? Buy me an entire bar and pour it into my mouth. I'll see what I can do. Not good news, I take it. These people are all dead. There's nothing we can do for them. Jesus Christ, this crazy bitch. She turns back to Jack now, and her face is nearly as hard as the walls of ice surrounding them. Get out of here. I don't want you in this. It's my job, Kate. Fuck your job. I'm not letting this lunatic turn you into a fucking human popsicle, Jack. If I didn't want that to happen to you, would you leave? No. Of course I... No. Because it's Because your... it's my job. Yeah. Okay, fine. I just... I don't want you to... I'll be alright. I've got you, Donna. <sighs> Jeez. No pressure or anything. 
Come on. Let's... Let's get this over with. They move deeper into the offices. A few minutes later, it becomes apparent as they circumvent imposing crystalline barriers, many of which hold more frightened, frozen people within them. There might be no survivors here. She killed all of them. I know. All of them. I know, Kate. Jack knows all too well the kinds of things that rage can drive a person towards. As they step cautiously through the office building, turned cavernous and carnage-filled ice cave, he imagined that look of furious disgust leveled at him for all the things he's done, for all the things he's still going to do. And if he's being honest, it hurts. It hurts a lot, just thinking about it. But it doesn't deter him. She might not have even realized she was doing it. That drug is a hell of a thing. She still chose to take it. Of course, I, I just... Villains come in all different shades, Kate. That's all. Can never wrap my brain around color theory, what can I say? Hey, check it out. Many doors are blocked with ice, but at the end of the main floor, a hallway stretches out before them, wide open. She left a path for herself. We follow it, it'll probably take us right to her. She gives Jack a dark and heavy look. You can come along, Jack, but I promise you, I'm not going to wear the kid gloves with this woman. I don't care how sad and broken she is. This... This is fucked. Kate, I... Kate turns away and takes one last look at all the chilled corpses laying around them, seemingly halted in time. Let's just hope we're not too late. Mary is almost out of time. She can feel it. If she wasn't a walking blizzard, she'd already be dead. Her breaths come sharper still now. Brittle, jagged things ripping their way past her lips as she snarls at Jensen. You're going to tell them, Jensen. You're going to tell them everything. Now. I didn't do it. Why don't you fucking believe me? You know, maybe if you weren't such a piece of shit all the time, Jensen. Shut the fuck up, Steve. No. No, fuck you, Jensen. You... You want me to have a backbone? This is what that looks like. Fuck you, man. We're in this mess because of you! No, you fucking little nerd. We're in this mess because Little Miss Tragedy here misses her fucking spandex-wearing husband and her dumb, dead little fucking kid. And now, she decided to make it my fucking problem. So why don't you just shut the <laughs> fuck up? What? What's so fucking funny? What the fuck are you laughing at? Mary leans close to him, almost like a lover now. Her frigid breath pierces his face with savage cold. Spandex? I... I... Mary's face twists into a smile. Her eyes glint like the stars inside of an endless void. I never told you who my husband was, Jensen. What? Wait, no, no, you did, you did. I never told you he was a cape, Jensen. That's, no, no, <laughs> you, you two hearing this? 
She's lost it. She's completely fucking lost it. Jensen, is... is it true? Did you kill her family? I'll bet it's true. I'll just Doesn't bet matter who I've killed or not, Stevo. You don't shut the fuck up, you're next. He regains his composure, turning his chin up at Mary, who, for her part, is breathing faster and shallower now. The storm whipping around her body grows even more. Die wanting, you crazy, pitiful, sickly fucking bitch. Die in pain. Die alone. Fucking hurry up and die already. He winks at her. Quickest way to see that freak-ass husband and their sniveling fucking brat, huh? I mean, if you believe in that kind of thing. The storm whips into a frenzy, tearing at Jensen's skin and clothes as Mary's eyes flash with an impossible white glow. Even more ice spikes tear from her skin, and inside of just a few seconds, she begins to look so very far removed from anything human. I don't even care about the truth anymore, Jensen. I just want you dead. Her eyes glow brighter still as she grips him by the throat with one clawed hand. Wait, 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 Mary, don't! No more waiting, monster. Time to put you on ice. Oh, God. Theme puns. Doesn't take much for people to go full supervillain, huh? Jesus, Kate, don't- Mary turns, hauling Jensen with her like a rapidly cooling slab of beef. Fuck, 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 How did you get in here? No one else is supposed to be here. The storm expands, taking the whole conference room. Snow, ice, rain, frozen winds of terror. Kate can't feel her own fingers on her gun. She has to squint against the onslaught. To her surprise, though, Jack seems almost completely unaffected. He's merely holding up an arm in front of himself to ward off the worst of it. Mary, Mary, my name is Jack. Okay, I, I work for Caliber and Services. All right, I, I'm here to help. Jack, forget it, she's too far gone. No, she's not. Mary, Mary, listen to me, please. Let's just- There's nothing that can help me anymore. My baby is dead. My husband is dead. There's nothing left but him. Far below them, a muffled explosion rocks the foundation. The building quakes. Ah! What the hell was that? What? What's going on? That's the superpower tactic squad, Mary. They're... Listen, they're on their way up. And they're not going to be gentle when they get here. Then I'd better hurry this along. Haven't you done enough? Kate, don't- All these people, frozen to death? I mean, what? Even if he's your fucking guy, Mary, does this even things out for you? Killing all those innocent people? Because that's some shitty math, sister! The storm loses some of its force. She falters amidst the cold chaos. Wait, what? What? What are you... What do you mean? In spite of his precarious situation, Jensen starts to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, look at that. You man, I'm fucked up big time, crazy bitch. Everyone in this building, everyone who's not in this room right now, is dead. What? Everyone? Oh, oh God. Mary, what did you- No, 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 I, I didn't, I, I couldn't, I... Mary, 
Marie, it's... Look at me. Okay, let's, let's end this now. Let's get you medical attention. We can... I just wanted to make him pay for what he did. The crystals form along her cheeks as her tears come unbidden, freezing upon contact with the air. No, I'm... I'm not... I'm not the bad one. I can't. I didn't mean to. I... Kate sees Jack moving past her now, pushing through the weakening storm. Jack, get back! Mary, please. It's... It, we're going to get you help, okay? This doesn't have to be the end. We can still... Kate can hear it in his voice. Even he doesn't fully believe what he's saying. She's never heard him flounder before, and he's just grasping at straws, trying to keep her from falling. I... I just wanted to make it right. She lets Jensen crumple to the ground, sputtering, rubbing furiously at his neck, now blackened with frostbite. They wouldn't listen. I, I just wanted to, to... Mary, I, I know it's not right. It's not fair. They take from you, they rip your world apart, and they get to just keep walking around like they didn't ruin your life. He took everything. Everything. But you're still here, Mary. You're still here. I don't want to be. Not without them. I wanted to breathe again. I wanted to know that things could still be fair. Could still be right. She looks down at Jensen one last time as he stares defiantly back at her, his face twisted in a sneer. You made me kill those people. The fuck I did. You did this to yourself. That's enough. Mary? Mary? Please. You ruined everything. Even this. You win, Jensen. The storm begins to rise again. Mary's eyes burn whiter than ever, and she lifts her hands. Jack reaches out to her, ignoring all of it. Jensen starts to panic, trying to scramble backward on legs made of jelly. No, 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 no! Jack! Multiple rounds slam their way into Mary, sending her flailing back. The storm breaks almost instantly, the wind dying along with her. No! He moves to her ignoring Kate, Jensen, and the two other hostages. As changed as her body is now, here, in this fragile moment, she seems as lost and scared as anyone. I'm... I'm sorry. I, I didn't... Her hand trembles as she takes his. Her skin is still impossibly cold. He's... a monster. No one believes. Me. He... He... There's nothing else after that. She's gone. And now there comes the thundering crash of the stack team making their entrance, weapons at the ready, shouting for compliance. Down! Down! Get down! Nobody move! Jack doesn't hear them. Not really. He's somewhere else. In a terrible place, where the world is falling apart and the sky is on fire.
Jack sits with his legs dangling at the back of an ambulance, staring at nothing, his hands wrapped around a cup of hot water that he doesn't even feel. He's had to adamantly refuse medical treatment multiple times, partly due to caution about his secret. But also, because he's afraid that if someone touches him now, he'll snap. One very kind EMT insisted on at least giving him a blanket. He couldn't find it in him to tell her no, but he can't feel that either. As Kate approaches him now, he's not sure what to say. Hey, so Ramirez just got finished calling me a bunch of things that make a construction worker blush. Gonna have to see if I still have a job after this fucking mess. Jack grunts in response. You okay? I guess not. She pulls herself up into the bay next to him. I'm sorry. I... No, that didn't go the way you wanted to. I just... I couldn't... Yeah. I know. No. I don't think you do. That breaks through the melancholy. At least, a little bit. What do you mean? You want to help everybody. You always do. And... I mean... I guess you probably felt badly for her because of how you lost your family. Am I wrong here? No, I... You're probably not wrong. That's definitely part of it, sure, but, uh... I don't blame you, Kate. I I just... (laughs) Can... Can you let me get this out for the sake of my own sanity? Sure. Sorry. I have known you for a couple months now, and I... I'm having a hard time picturing a version of my life that doesn't have you in it, knowing the absolute shit out of me. That's, um... Well, I, I... So, please. Please understand. And if you hate me for this, I'll accept it. But if it's between you and some grief-stricken perp who's about to flash-freeze you, she could have the the most awful, gun-wrenching, soul-crushing backstory ever. And I will pick you. Every time. You understand? Every single goddamn time. So just... Thank you, Kate. Yeah, right. I, you know, I had to get that out. I know. He takes a sip from the styrofoam cup with one hand, squeezes her hand with the other. Kate gives a small, tired smile. I know. When Megan Baxter enters Murphy's at half past ten, she finds Jack waiting for her at the bar. She assumes he slipped the bartender a considerable tip because they've left the bottle with him. Oh, so it's like that. All right. Hey, Ma, come sit over here. Go apologize to your wife for being alive, jackass. She sits down next to Jack. I know you can afford to drink in better places than this. Hey, Meg. Uh, sorry about the, um clientele. Eh, I'm a good-looking woman living in the heart of the city. I've heard worse. You alright? What do you... I saw the news. And... Maddie called me. Of course she did. I was already gonna head over to your place before she did. Uh, Of course you were. You know, you can't win them all, right? I know. Those people were long dead by the time you got there, and she was already... I know, Meg. Right. Sorry. Comfort, good vibes. That's your department, not mine. Sorry, sorry, no, but I, I just, uh, I, I appreciate it, 
And you. I'm just... Uh... And how much have you had to drink? Not enough. There. She reaches into her bag and pulls out a thick manila folder. There. Everything my police contacts could get on Jensen Morris and the Gale Force murder. Thank you. What are you looking for here, Jack? Closure, maybe. I don't know. He reaches for the bottle again. Somebody should have listened to her. You miss him a lot today, don't you? Every day. Hey, bartender, another glass? Don't give me that look. I got a black card too, jackass. Don't be a prick. Jack gives her a rather bemused expression. What? What's the point of being asshole rich if you don't actually act like an asshole every once in a while? What? What are you doing? Helping you. I don't deserve you. No, but you come closer than most. Come on, let's get to work. Dinner's on me. The prognosis is good, Mr. Morris. Jensen lays in a bed at Hartsong Medical, in a private room, his neck heavily bandaged. They've had him on an IV for some time now, to help ward off infection. Once we're out of the woods, as far as your safety is concerned, we have options for skin grafts that may help. Now, Doc, I just... It's been a real hell of a day. Just... I just want to sleep, you know. Dr. Reed nods. Of course, Mr. Morris. I'll let you get back to your rest. Please let the nurses know if you need anything. Thanks. Dr. Reed leaves, and Jensen is alone with his thoughts now. For the first time all fucking day. Jesus fucking Christ! The first thing he's gonna do when he gets home is burn the old costume. He should have done so already, but sentimentality got the better of him. Then he's gonna see about leaving the country. That one cop at the scene, the one with the killer legs and the hair almost like snow. He couldn't fucking believe she actually told him not to leave town. Like this was a fucking movie or something. But still, the fact remained, this mess with Mary Loring Pierce could blow back on him in the worst way. He thought he was laying low before, but it was time to go even lower. First though, He just wanted some goddamn sleep. Jensen's not sure how long he was out for. He had a dream about being a god in a world made of dead, melted things. It got him hard. It made him laugh. And now he's awake again, and the devil's staring down at him. Jensen Morris. The fucking heart monitor gives him away. You, you're not, you're not supposed to be fucking real. So I've heard. Hey, 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 help, help, there's a fucking psycho in my room, help! Save your breath. In one plated red-gloved hand, he holds up a small black device, shaped like a remote, glowing with a soft blue light. Sonic dampener. Kills all sound waves beyond a preset radius. Your yelling is just... undignified. The heart monitor races on, even as Jensen tries to control his breathing. I I don't... I don't know what they fucking told you. The intruder says nothing. Just regards Jensen with those burning red pits for eyes. What... what are you... He swallows hard. 
what do you want? What do you think? <laughs>